Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And welcome to Albus Lives, a conspiracy theory podcast. If this is the first episode you are joining us for, welcome. You're in for a wild ride. And if you've listened to us before, thanks for coming back. It's me, KB, and I am joined today by the wonderful Julie. Hey, Julie. Ah, oh, hello. You always give me the sweetest intros. It's very oh, cute. Yeah, it's just because you're friends and I like you. Oh, stop it. Yeah, <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Um, Julie... I am bringing you a theory today that I was actually suggested to us by another podcast, Nerds Ooh. Amalgamated, Hello. Um, which is on our network. So if you would like to also listen to their podcast, go right ahead. But they wanted us to talk about the Super Bowl blackout of 2013. Okay. No, no. Now, I know. I love sport. I, I really enjoy watching sport. I like going to see sport. Julie, not so much. So this is going to be very interesting to see how we go um, during this episode, listeners. Um, Julie does have cheese and wine, so... No wine? Oh, no wine. I thought you had It's wine. in the fridge. Oh, okay. You could have wine. Um, now, um, I did ask my friend Alex, who is a massive American football fan, to explain the Super Bowl to someone who maybe doesn't enjoy sport. Julie and this oh, yeah. was his response it's just like the grand final but bigger <laughs> the sport um, has a way bigger fan base because their population is so much bigger like instead of getting meatloaf to perform at the halftime show they get Beyonce okay but like is the grand final like um nope there's no comparison. the grand final is like if every reality tv show again you've lost me <laughs> like talent show like if the winner of x factor and the winner of australia's got talent had to battle it out and they brought with them all of their fans and all of the nope she's gone guys she's 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 tapped out i don't know if there is an equivalent <laughs> it's like our producers Anna is saying it's the oscars for sport okay so like the tonys for the sports ball it's like, it's like the tone if the tonys had a bigger budget and a bigger following and um, wish they should yeah okay never mind okay it's not so box time <laughs> i'm stepping off the soapbox so i thought maybe we should do a little bit of a background of the super bowl before i get into what the super bowl blackout of 2013 was and why there's a massive conspiracy theory around it just so we understand where we're at <laughs> she doesn't care guys <laughs> I do care. I just have some maple toffee cheese. And yeah. This is the best thing. I've Which ever had. I mean, if she had to pick between American football and maple toffee cheese, I mean, we'd all probably be picking the cheese anyway. So it's fair. Now, the Super Bowl is the championship championship game of the National Football League or the NFL. It's professional gridiron played by the winners of the American Football Conference and the National Football Conference and is hosted by a different city at the beginning of every year. So the American Football Conference and the National Football Conference is what makes up the NFL. 
1966, the NFL and its rivals, the American Football League, began a merger. And so the game, the Super Bowl, grew out of that agreement, which called for an end-of-season championship game. Although, although the merger didn't get finalized until 1970, the first of these games, which was then called the AFL-NFL World Championship Game, was played in the LA Memorial Coliseum on January 15th, 1970. In the Coliseum? Coliseum! But it's not like, it's not spelt like the, the Italian Coliseum. Oh. As far as I can see, it's just like C-O-L-I-S-U-E, like a museum. Do you think maybe it was meant to be spelt the same way, but... I don't know. I, don't know. I think there's a few letters missing, but that could be me. And maybe it was the website that spelled it wrong. I don't know. Um, the first year didn't get a sellout crowd. Um, and it was well, broadcast. No, it was a new thing. It was broadcast over two networks. Um, it got a little bit of following. It was pretty exciting, but it wasn't nearly as close to what it is now. The term Super Bowl came into play a couple of years later with Roman numerals to help distinguish each game as the Super Bowl is played outside and after the previous year's season. So it's like Super Bowl. Well, 2013 was Super Bowl 47, but it's all in Roman numerals. Mm -hmm. Um, The Super Bowl is now a massive event. The day is dubbed Super Bowl Sunday, and it kind of acts as an unofficial American holiday. Viewing parties are held at people's homes, in pubs or taverns in America, and restaurants all over the country there's a bunch of people that watch it live here in australia and all over the world um and whichever city is hosting the event that year as you can imagine the atmosphere is like tenfold it's like festival season (laughs) it's being held it's huge um there are massive pre-game and halftime or intermission julie that's what halftime is thank you so Um, much (laughs) ceremonies and entertainment um does the intermission go for far too long i feel like it'd go for a long time (laughs) The intermission does go for it's like a full show. It's just like a full on like concert in the middle of it. Mm. Um, and the Super Bowl commercials have become next level, and you want them to be. The commercial slots are the most expensive of the year. So you want to be using your money wisely, right? According to Britannica, in 2016, a 30 second commercial spot cost approximately $4.8 million. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so for it's 30 not, seconds. It's not even like a mom and pop can like save their pennies. No. And it's like put in for this commercial to make sure they have amazing advertising. Wow. It big time. Like generally these commercials feature big name celebrities and they use notable filmmakers and they go viral. Like most of the time you will see a Super Bowl commercial will come up and you'll be like, ah, oh, this is amazing. Ah, oh, guys, look at this. What is this? Super Bowl. Like I watch the commercials more than I watch the game itself. I mean, um, that sounds fun. um and like not just me people and critics alike are are usually also there to watch the commercials as much as they are to watch the game every game since the first has sold out and many super bowl games have become the highest rated televised sporting events of all time it's huge wow so before i talk about what the conspiracy theory is around the super bowl of 2013 I will just let you briefly let you know about two teams in particular. So you have the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. The Baltimore Ravens, um, a name inspired by Edgar Allan Poe's poem, The The Raven. That I knew. (laughs) And chosen in a fan contest that drew 33,000 voters. Um, The team name honors Poe, who spent the early part of his career in Baltimore and is buried there. I didn't Better know than that. the 49ers. <laughs> I mean, they're like 
what, 20 off being a great name? They are, but maybe they did it on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The original Baltimore Ravens were actually a wheelchair basketball team and the name rights were later sold to the football team and the basketball team is now called the Maryland Ravens. Yeah. The things you find out. Oh, wow. Okay, I can't even comment on that. I found the history section of the NFL sites for both the Ravens and the 49ers very confusing to navigate. I cannot tell you what I read. It was just numbers and things I didn't understand. So I'm going to um, read the rest of the history for both teams straight from Wikipedia. Because it's a great time. (laughs) It's a great time. And who knows what's true and who knows what's not true. This is what we gamble with with Wiki. I mean, we're a conspiracy theory podcast. We gamble (laughs) with the truth literally every episode. (laughs) So the Ravens have one of the most successful franchises since their inception from 1996. Um, Having qualified for the NFL playoffs 12 times since 2000 with two Super Bowl championship titles, two AFC championship titles, 15 playoff victories, four AFC championship game appearances, six AFC North Division titles, and are currently the only team in the NFL to hold a perfect record in multiple Super Bowl appearances. The Ravens organization was led by general manager Ozzie Newsom from 1996 until his retirement um, following the 2018 season, so very recently, and has had three head coaches. Um Starting with a record-breaking defense performance in their 2000 season, the Ravens have established a reputation for strong defense play throughout team history, featuring Hall of Fame players like middle linebacker Ray Lewis and safety Ed Reed, as well as pro bowl players like defensive Ed Tyrell Suggs and defensive tackle Lottie Nagata. Mr. Suggs and I, we're good friends. You guys will want to listen, like Ray Lewis and Tyrell will come up later. So keep those names in there, guys. The team is owned by Steve Schiotti and valued at $2.59 billion, making the Ravens the 29th most valuable sports franchise in the world. Not just in America, in the world. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. The 49ers are a lot older than the Ravens. 1949 establishment. (laughs) 1946, they became part of the All-American Football Conference, but they joined the NFL in 1949 when the leagues merged. So they are the first major league professional sports franchise based in San Francisco and is the 10th oldest franchise in the NFL. The name 49ers comes from the prospectors who arrived in Northern California in the 1849 gold rush. Oh, well, that's just BS. But very, like, links and, uh, like, for that to be 1949, they joined the NFL, 1849, a gold rush. The team sure, is sure, legally sure. and corporately registered as San Francisco 49ers. Um, the 49ers have won five Super Bowl championships between 1981 and 1994. Four of those came in the 1980s, obviously, and were led by Hall of Famers Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Ronnie Lott, and Steve young i know the name joe montana yeah just like famous famous footballers tend to do other things outside of football so he's probably popped up in a few um out of that or i think he's a baseballer and he's not (laughs) (laughs) um they played in seven super bowls total which ranked um third all time in the nfl 
They have division championships 20 times between 1970 and 2019, making them one of the most successful teams in the NFL history. The 49ers rank fourth all-time in playoff wins and have been in the league playoffs 27 times, 26 times in the NFL and one in the AAFC. They've also played in the most NFC championship games, 16, hosting 10 of them, which is also an NFC record. So both teams are huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, All right. So what we got from that is huge. they're huge and they make a lot of money they and make they're lo- valuable. Well, the 49ers are $3.05 billion as of September 2019. So More they are actually ranked the 16th most valuable sports team in the world behind the baseball's um, Chicago Cubs. So like massive. The teams are massive. They're huge. They're great players. They money play makers. a lot of championships. They're money makers. They're money makers. So what do these teams and the Super Bowl have to do with conspiracy theories? Tell me. It wasn't just an excuse for me to talk about sport, Julie. The Super Bowl 47 has left a lot of people questioning what's going on. But let's play some music before we get into it. So what happened in Super Bowl 47 that has it pinned as one of the biggest sporting conspiracies of our time? A blackout. Go for it. I told you at the beginning. I foreshadowed it. I let you know. But why is this such a conspiracy? But blackouts happen all the time, right? Hmm, Well, sometimes. You'd think that'd have generators. But anyway, continue. I would. So during the 2012-2013 Super Bowl, which was held in New Orleans, an almost 35-minute stadium-wide blackout occurred. 35 minutes. Yeah, 35 minutes it took them to get it back up and running. So prior to the blackout, the 49ers were down 22 points. They were in the third quarter um, and they were not doing well. They were not doing well at all. Things were not looking good for San Francisco and then bam, no power. After the power came back on, however, it felt like a totally new game with the 49ers closing the score gap and almost taking out the win with the final score being 34 to 31 what the heck yeah okay i don't watch a lot of sports ball but even i know that's ridiculous it's a lot they came back like all guns blazing and they were just like what is going on so they the needed theory- a breather <laughs> they need it they just need a time out they just need to regather and be like okay guys huddle take a little what bit of ecstasy doing? get back out there <laughs> So the theory is that the NFL itself, the organization, had a hand in the power outage as a ploy to throw off the Ravens' momentum because the game was measuring up to be one of the dullest in recent history. (laughs) It's just boring. Turn off the lights. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. Like, just (laughs) nothing was, like, the possession, like, everything. It It wasn't a fun game to watch. It was just the Ravens were just killing it. And that was it. There was just like, there was nothing to, no tension. The game had no tension, Julie. And so they had to cut the lights, you know? I've watched a game of sports ball that after fourth quarter ended nil-nil. And it was so good. It was the best game I've ever watched in my life. Happens all the time, particularly in soccer. Um, It wasn't soccer, to be clear. (laughs) Other theories that have been tossed around as to why the blackout happened are this. The 49ers were responsible because they needed a game changer. Um, and it wasn't the first time a blackout had happened during one of their games. Oy, it's their um, thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that the dark arts were at play because they were in New Orleans and it's got a very um, interesting background when it comes to um, occult uh, 
what not, and whatnot. That um, guy and- from Princess and the Frog came out. Yeah. <laughs> um, voodoo. Uh, wow. The quote is, some New Orleans residents believe the building is cursed, the stadium is in the building stadium, mm-hmm. because it was built near the old uh, Gurud Street Cere- uh, Cemetery, which had fallen into despair. Or the other theory is that maybe the NBC was trying to advertise their new show at the time called Revolution about a world with no electricity. So maybe it was a little <laughs> subliminal messaging in their Julie from last maybe, week's episode. Maybe. Um, an investigation determined that either a malfunctioning switch or an incorrect setting or an unreliable relay caused the outage. Like it was just a, a weird something, something that happened. And it, but it's hard for people to accept that a trip switch was the possibility, you know, because the NFL has so much money. They would have thought. That Look, someone was backstage. They wanted their their post game clothes to look fresh. They popped on the iron. The clothes were too wet. They tripped it. They just tripped it. It was just a little hair dryer went in, and yeah, <laughs> someone's know? drying their hair. <laughs> So a big supporter of the conspiracy theory is Ray Lewis, who was the former NFL player and one of the greatest linebackers who played for the Ravens. Yeah, Um, know him well. And like we mentioned him before, he Mm -hmm. said, I'm not going to accuse nobody of nothing because I don't know facts. Um, But you're a double negative. Yeah. (laughs) He might. You're a zillion dollar company and your lights go out? No, no way. Now, listen, if you grew up like I grew up, and you grew up in a household like I grew up, then sometimes your lights might go out because times get hard. I understand that. But you cannot tell me somebody wasn't there, sitting there and when they say the Ravens are about to blow them out, man, we better do something. That's a huge shift in any game in all seriousness. And as you see how huge it was because it let them right back into the game. So we say like, there's like a bit of a dodgy thing going on, like... They were going to lose I, by a lot, and they I too. refuse to believe as well that if they if it was a tripped like a switch or something, I refuse to believe that they don't have backup generators that kick in immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, Baltimore Ravens linebacker Terrell Suggs, another one that we mentioned before, Mr. Suggs, yes, also believed that the NFL commissioner Roger Goodell at the time may have had a hand in the power outage, telling ESPN that the blackout was a ploy. I was like Vegas, parlor tricks. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, Roger Goodall. He never stops. He always has something up his sleeve. He just couldn't let us have this one in a landslide, huh? I thought he had a hand in it. Most definitely he had a hand in it. That's like a rap. Isn't it? Like he's right. just like, bam, 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 bam. Um, yeah, the commissioner at the time was not popular. He was not popular at all. Um, and if anything, this theory probably brings to light that they – he didn't have the trust of the players of the league and he was dubbed a dictator who abused his power while he was like in charge of the NFL. Oh, no one wants to be called a dictator. No. So look, like it's absolutely possible that maybe something happened that shouldn't have happened. And honestly, it has become one of the massive game. Like people remember that game. People talk about that game when they weren't going to be talking about maybe that game at all. Maybe it was even just for that. Like you maybe know? they felt they needed to spice up. I don't know. I wonder what the ratings were like of the Super Bowl around that time. If they dropped a little, yeah, not just in that know. game, but in general. Yeah. They were like we need to spice up football. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like the, the stadium obviously was hit massively during Hurricane Katrina. Like it's like, there's been a lot of speculation mm. around that particular stadium 
across over the years not just during the super bowl um but i think my very favorite theory of this whole thing is that maybe beyonce is to blame because the amount of electricity that went into the halftime show because it was the comeback with destiny's child that on board yeah um had something to do with uh, the power outage because she just used so much power power in the halftime show which mm-hmm. was had just kind of finished yeah. um that it just it tripped the switch sure yeah as <laughs> concerts often do oh yeah. wait hang on a second <laughs> wait a second I mean it's it, to be fair I have had show stops um at the Brisbane Entertainment Centre before so maybe it's not exactly the Super Bowl though is it no it's me? not it's not at all guys I know all of you uh, sports fans definitely have your own opinions on this. And thanks again to Nerds Nerds Amalgamated for bringing us this theory um, during our Insta Live a couple of weeks ago. So um, if you have any uh, opinions that you would like to share, you can do that on the Instagram at Elvis Lives Podcast. Same on the Facebook page. You can send us an email, elvislivespodcast at gmail.com. Or you can rate, review and subscribe us on any podcast house that allows you to do that. Spotify seems to be the only one. So just keep playing us on repeat. And like I said before, we do do Insta Live episodes at the moment. So if you want to tune in at Wednesday, 5.30 p.m. Instagram, you will see us talking about some little mini theories that we've picked up along the week. Good times. Yeah, it is. Julie, you sat through a whole theory episode about sport. I know, and I only ate a lot of cheese. (laughs) You did an awesome job. Thanks for bearing with me, Jules. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for another great week. Yeah, we'll see you guys soon. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.